entertaining. It doesn't matter. Cause physical exertion. That's not your business. Everyone's feeling good. I knew I was missing a great sporting event. Flammo! Flammo! I'm buzzed. All right, let's do it. Um, all right, welcome back to Make Room for Sports, uh, the number one sports podcast in the world. I'm excited for this week's episode, not because we have a, a guest or anything. I'm just excited. Um, I'm Simon Barrett, your host. With me, as always, I have Dave Dominique. Hey, guys, it's me, Dave. Mike Lochran. Uh, hey, full glass of Barbersville Vineyards uh, Pinot Grigio in honor of uh, Dave Dominique, because it's from Virginia. And uh, Mikhail Britt is back with hey, us. Hey, I'm very anxious about baseball season starting because I don't know how I'm going to enjoy it. And I think my baby might have just fallen out of the crib, so I'll be right back. You guys start the episode <laughs> up. I would like to open up an investigation into whether Mike Lochran is receiving uh, an under-the-table sponsorship from that Pinot Grigio company. It is true that I enjoy the finer things in life, but that doesn't mean you should be suspicious of that. You see, I feel like that might be their tagline. Uh, well, now that S-Town is over, I think we actually might be the number one podcast again. Um, so uh, it's time for us to start kind of raking in the sponsorship dough. Yeah, and, I'm not against sponsorships. I'm just saying, bring me in on the take, man. Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mike and I, who's, who's banned from the podcast this week? I am because I went to go see a Turkish cat documentary instead of watching uh, the final March Madness game. Oh, but I do want to say that I did win <laughs> the Make Room for Sports uh, NC, NCAA bracket, which is... Uh, you did? Oh. Yeah, I did. You didn't know that? We no. stopped following it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all. <laughs> yeah, I won. No, I texted you guys like evidence of me uh, winning. No, you, I blocked your. I blocked your number. Yeah, a long time no, ago. I didn't see it. That, I'm I not guess sure. Explains. You also that. conceded defeat like three weeks ago. So. Yeah. Well, and and I learned, um, you know, like never retreat, never surrender uh, isn't just a title of a great film. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like you'll know for 2018. It's a sports philosophy, and so we're gonna put together our NBA championship bracket pretty soon and and we'll uh we'll invite the listeners to uh to compete with us i mean obviously that's probably an intimidating proposition for most of them sure um sure. i'm pretty I, sure brit should be banned based on the fact that he just walked away that he literally just quit the podcast all, like like one minute into it <laughs> well you know he times these things pretty well i think um yeah. so yeah now we have to kind of kill time until Mikhail comes back from making no, sure his, his child is like, we can just di- we can just dive on anything yeah didn't you have something you wanted to talk about oh well i did want to say so we have a, a pattern on this show where we'll have a bad episode and then we'll all get like really um we'll all be like oh that was a terrible episode so we'll rally and then we'll have a good episode and then we'll be like we've hit our stride we're good now and then we have another bad episode uh because right. we're confident uh and this is gonna be the episode that breaks that pattern and i'm calling it but I did get some fan feedback from one of our two regular listeners. There used to be, uh, I think, a woman, but I think we alienated her. So now it's just these two guys. Mike's mom, you mean? Yeah. Uh, well, she doesn't really contact me on Twitter. There was like someone else. Um, but I, I, I know that doesn't sound plausible. So, and since I don't have any evidence of it on hand, I'll, I'll move on. But um, Chester A. Barfer writes: Managing segment lengths prevents many of the digressions in Baby Dash cameos that I'd grown to love. Uh, and, and after I replied, he added, your exasperation with Mikhail and anxiety over not getting to hype segments were key ingredients to the show. Now, this interests me because I'm, I'm worried that as our show becomes better and better, and in fact, truly great as a sports podcast, are we like, are we Welcome back, sports fans. (laughs) I guess I don't need, I guess I don't need to worry about that. Uh, yeah, I don't think. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. Actually, I was a little worried that it's like, oh, what if like Tommy Wiseau makes a great film? No one, no one wants to see that. Um, but uh, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess we don't really need to worry. All right. So, uh, so I've got some uh, great plays of the week. If you, if, you got, if you guys want to jump into that, cool. All right. <laughs> okay. Top plays of the week. I want to just like slowly, maybe like put my foot in and then kind of slowly go in. To, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to jump into it. You don't want to be rash. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh, my two plays of the week. I have two. Uh, they're both from America's sport, baseball, which we're all kind of trying to learn to watch and appreciate. Play ball. Um, and I think these two uh, examples. I, I, I worry that one of them might be might be someone else's play. 
but I think these two examples are the best examples of how to enjoy baseball that I've yet seen. So, um, did you gentlemen wa- uh, happen to watch the Cardinals Cubs game on Thursday? Nope. The no. answer will oh, it's always going to be no for baseball. <laughs> okay. Yep. I'm going to um, try so hard to watch baseball. I'm serious. I'm going to really, really, really like by the end of the baseball season. I'm hoping that I'm into it and I'm watching games and everything. Nope. I mean, I've been predicting for months that you guys are going to all fall in love with baseball. So I'm just I'm waiting for that to happen. Actually, have- I do have a plan to become an expert on the Richmond Flying Squirrels, which is our minor league baseball uh, team, and I could ride awesome. my bike to their games. There um, you go. Yeah. They and they play so much. Like they, their opening day, I think, was Thursday. They played last night. They're playing tonight, and they're playing for the next three days as well. Six days in a row to open the season at home. Yeah, that's great. Minor league baseball is really fascinating to me because um, none of those people are making a living at it, are they? Mm. Not a very good one. No, they don't get paid. They're, they're not paid well at all. It's like, being like, um, it's being like an independent band. Like it's being like an indie band that's like touring a lot and like. I feel they like also, their they average salary. I feel like they might make more than professors. I'm kind of. I think they make a little bit less. I think one of us could just Google minor league baseball player salary. Okay, I'll do that. All right. So uh, while Mikhail deals with his child, I'm just gonna jump in. All right. Well, I really like that we solved the problem that I was concerned about. uh, Oh, it's really low. Yeah, it's like thirty thousand or something. No, it's oh, it's per per month. I got twelve thousand a year. I'm showing. uh, So there's four different um, four different levels of minor league baseball. I'm showing that the low A, which I guess is the lowest level, makes $1,300 a month for the first year. So that's April, May, June, July, August, September, right? I think they only play for six months. So six times 13 is uh, $7,800. That's fucking bad. What about AAA? That's the AAA uh, is you know four levels higher. They're making twenty one fifty per month, but if it's only six or seven months, I mean, it's it's like fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars. Who makes more um, minor league baseball players or um, airplane pilots? Airplane pilots. What are you talking about? Don't they make hard? Isn't it true that pilots don't make very much money? Uh, I think they don't make very much money compared to like like how important in theory their jobs are um, in regards to human lives. But I think they make like. I'm showing the median pay for an airplane pilot is $102,000. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what, I was going to say around 100k a year. Um, what a pilot. Yeah, they should make they should make way less than that. That's a lot of money. Well, <laughs> yeah. Now, now I kind of want the person flying my plane to make a lot of money. I'd fly your plane for 50 grand a year, Dave. So, right, I'll, I'll take I'll take you up on that. <laughs> but all this is better than um NBA cheerleaders who get like $10 yeah. an hour. Well, they get I guess um 50 to 100 dollars per game. Oh wow! Um, but but in addition to um, we used to get fifty to hundred dollars per game playing in the NYU pep band, like playing trombone for the basketball games. Yeah, and in addition to that, they they have um, you know their lives are regulated in all these kind of weird ways. Um, so there aren't aren't there like some like, there's like a couple of cheerleaders that get paid a lot like that have been doing it for a while. Um, hmm. Yeah, like, I can't dispute that. I, th- <laughs> I I think there are like I think there's some like. Like a handful that get paid a lot, but mostly the ones that are just starting out just get paid the really low rate. I hope you guys are enjoying my baby drops. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it sounds incredible. Oh, that's you doing that? That's sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Really solid. Um, okay, so uh, I, I like the part where we all learned about s- salaries. Um, yeah, we but, learned so much about salaries today. But my am play I supposed of the week- to be um, uh, timing anything? I mean, it, I could, think it couldn't hurt. Just like use your, use your mean, biological did, clock, Dave. Did the, did the person in charge of making the outline put times on the outline? No, that's your thing. I don't put yeah, time. I'm pretty on sure the you made the outline. It's because like, make... you made one outline and it was like totally fascist. It's amazing. It also has lots of different colors of fonts. Like you have a purple I, font I didn't and a green make, font. I didn't make this week's outline. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would have put times on it if I did. Oh, man. Are people hacking our account and leaving outlines for us? Well, all right. Well, whatever. We're sticking to this outline, whoever wrote it. I didn't write it. Um, Play of the week. Top plays of the week. Thursday's game, Cardinals-Cubs, is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in the history of sports. What? I'm telling you, this is one of the most incredible plays of all time. And I'm for sure going to win this week. Um, Yadier Molina, uh, Cardinals catcher, uh, was, was, you know, behind the plate, uh, there was a strike, and he went for the ball, 
uh, to throw it and get make sure someone couldn't get on base and could not find it. And stood around staring at it, and then uh, it was revealed that it was stuck to his chest plate. <laughs> ah, I, oh, I saw that. that. I saw that, I yeah. I didn't know that that was this week. I thought that was like an old... I don't know why. I thought it was like... No, it was a couple thing. days ago. That was um, pretty good. And it's incredible. And so, of course, immediately everyone accused him of like putting pine tar on his chest plate, which the pitchers uh. aren't allowed to use pine tar, but apparently one, they don't really test the catchers. So if he puts pine tar yeah. on his chest plate and kind of use it to wipe it on the ball before he throws it back... Um, that's apparently a way that people get around cheating. He is huh. claiming uh, that's not. He doesn't know how it ended up stuck to his chest plate. Uh, Cubs manager Joe Madden said, I don't know if they've come out with Velcro on the protectors or if it's just a fuzzy baseball. It was definitely Velcro to his chest. That's a great play. I think it's a quick baseball lesson. I think it's Yadier. Yadier? Uh, yeah. Yadier but, Molina? Yeah. That, that seems yeah. about right. Well, I can't uh, say Cubs pinch hitter Matt Zucker. Yeah, it's, it's his name is spelled S S Z C Z U R. Yeah, so I'm all over that one, listeners. Yeah, um, I can't help with that one. Yeah, but Wait, anyway, how do you spell it? C, it's how do you spell it? S Z C Z U R. Oh shit! Yeah, that's so, not even that's, that's not real. Up. But anyway, he got on base because uh, the catcher couldn't tag him out because the baseball was actually stuck to his chest, and it's very funny to watch. Um, and it's a great play. It's an incredible I wonder play if he would have just had to run to first base, like with the ball attached to his body, and like jump onto first base. Well, if to, he if oh. he could not have got it unstuck from his chest, then yes. Yeah. But if he'd seen it in time, he probably could have pried it off his chest. It's um yeah, the video is wonderful. When he, I he looks everywhere for it. I also thought that it was like a minor league or like a like a non professional baseball game. But I guess just because seeing a guy do that just it seems so weird. Well, that's why I'm informing you that this was a, ma- a ma- uh, Major League Baseball game, um, and it happened this week. Well, yeah, so, I mean, again, a quick plug for why baseball is great. Everything eventually will happen because they're just the, the sheer volume of games and hours logged. Like, eventually a ball gets stuck to the catcher, you know? And then I had one other baseball-related play, which I'll just do really quickly, which is that... um. Uh, the Seattle Mariners have begun, uh, when the season opens, uh, they're offering toasted grasshoppers as a concession. What? Um, yeah. Uh, so they're literally like, hey, baseball plan, baseball fans, come here and eat bugs. That's not American. It's not American. Uh, but it is, I think, metaphorical for like watching baseball altogether. It's like, now you can, <laughs> now you can literally sit there and eat insects while you enjoy the game of baseball. <laughs> what? Right. Um, Instead of like... Just like when mosquitoes fly in your mouth while you take a bite of a hot dog. Yeah, now you're paying for that to happen, essentially. Why are they doing that? What's their... Is um, grasshoppers like the official uh, insect of Seattle? Of the Seattle Mariners? Yeah. (laughs) No. No, it's just... um, it's just a delicious snack. Uh, They were... were, uh, Apparently, they were one of the first uh, ballparks to offer sushi. Uh, in part due to their Japanese ownership. Uh, yeah, is that American, Brit? No, well, is the sushi made out of like raw hot dogs, <laughs> surrounded with rice? Well, I would hope. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't fully explain that. But um, but yeah, it's it's they're working with a local Mexican restaurant, Poquitos, uh, that that's... serves toasted grasshoppers uh, in chili lime sauce, and that's what I think. I think Brit wanted to say something. Oh, I wanted to say that it, this is all very American, actually. Oh, okay, America's melting oh. pot. I take it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my bad before. I was a mistake, and uh, I take it back. <laughs> right. I don't think we're in that segment yet, but yeah, oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, we'll get to errors and corrections. Uh, okay, well, so so those are my those are my plays of the week, uh, and uh, who's next? Uh, I'm trying to find one, so someone else go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can. I I have, I have a pretty quick one. Right. Um, this relate. This is um. This is maybe relevant to Mike Love. Mike Love probably knows about this. Maybe it's even his play of the week. But oh, Ben right. Simmons. Oh, yeah, this is very good. This is really Yeah, good. the 76ers uh number 1 draft pick uh for 2017 oh. who um who has not played a game this year. Well, did he play a game? No, he didn't, right? No, he didn't play a game. Didn't play a game. Um and was already like going to be a phenom at his height of I think around 6 foot 10 and having like the ball handling skills of I don't know, like Steph Curry and the passing skills. Um, they say he grew two inches <laughs> um, while he what? was injured. And, yeah, so he's now seven feet tall. <laughs> so how, seven, how old is he? Like 19. All right. Okay. Yeah. So the 76ers point guard is going to be like seven feet tall. And the 76ers also have Joel Embiid, 
who a lot of people say is 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 the best rookie uh, in many years in the NBA, although he's injured now. Um, so next year, 76ers are the team to watch. I'm pretty excited maybe, about that. Maybe, do you think Joel Embiid might grow too? Like what if, because everybody makes fun of the Sixers training staff because they keep getting hurt <laughs> and like they don't know how to fix any any injuries. But what if what if it's all part of their plan is they're just putting these guys in these oh, no. hyperbolic chambers and stretching them out? Oh, and wow. They're, they're, we're going to have a team of nine footers next year. Has there ever <laughs> been like a basketball team that, tried to um just have their entire every position filled with like people that are seven feet tall well no because i mean in the old days you couldn't do that but now you do have seven foot tall guys who can like why handle the ball why couldn't the bucks no, you couldn't do it do in that. the old days because well it just I mean, wasn't possible the average height up until like 1950 was like five foot two <laughs> um people just used to be smaller right. and uh Right. Then, like, but like the, the, the atomic bomb happened and then mm-hmm. people started getting tall. Exactly right. With radiation, we've all started growing uh, larger. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, that's what I heard they did to Ben Simmons. They just radiated him. Um, <laughs> they stretched him out. And, oh, could I do another play of the week? Th- that was a yes. good one, but yes. Yeah. Okay. My, my, my number two one, or maybe that was my number two one. My number other one was uh, that Tom Brady invited uh, David Blaine over to his house. <laughs> yes. Um, to eat glass and there's a video on the internet of tom brady uh feeding david blaine glass like 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 a dog or a little boy um and it's really weird and uh yeah david blaine eats eats glass out of tom brady's hand and it's just like (laughs) it's just (laughs) it's just tom brady david blaine uh giselle and uh and some other uh italian sounding dude I mean, um, is, is anybody else getting turned on? I mean, I, I have to, I've always really liked David Blaine, I have to admit. I love David Blaine. Yeah. <laughs> all kidding aside, I love David Blaine. Yeah. What do you love about him? I mean, yeah. What do you love about him? I think his, um, his, his magic tricks and his style of doing them is just really entertaining. Right, like, well, I, I, I find him. I don't know what answer I expected, but uh, I guess that's. that's I find him, like, just incredibly entertaining. <laughs> Yeah. The answer is great magic tricks. Yeah, he's oh, very- Brazilian. It's not it's, the other dude's not Italian, and I, I guess Giselle's not either, right? I guess she's Brazilian, but it, uh, Brazilians yeah. sound Italian um, sometimes. Um, I mean, I have, sound, Simon, I have you ever Portuguese. seen a David? Whoa! Oh, I want to say who this other dude was. It's a guy named Luciano Huck. So there's four people: Tom Brady, David Blaine, Giselle, and Luciano Huck, who is a Brazilian TV host celebrity. Okay, that's it. And Brazil's most dynamic investor and entrepreneur, according to Wikipedia. I'm going to say that um, in, the transmission. St- in the still frame that I pulled up on the internet, it kind of looks like Tom Brady is feeding glass to you, Dave Dominique. Wait, did, did David Blaine do a magic trick to, oh, did he? Because, to appear as Dave Dominique in that one photo for your benefit right now? Are you just saying that because David Blaine got really fat now? And, I, and I've also gotten really No, just because like, Tom Brady's hand is like blocking a majority of David Blaine's face. And all I can see is like his his beard and his eye and his head, the top of his head. And it's just really like it 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 looks like you. For you know, some Dave reason, I've been getting a lot of that lately. It's weird. Like, huh. there's a Seven Eleven near my house. Not David Blaine, but um, there's a soccer player who I guess is one of the best soccer players in the world. Maybe he's like the fastest soccer player in the world. His mm. name is Mohamed Salah. And the, I can't. It's so annoying because the 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 Seven Eleven that's closest to my house, which is also where my no fee ATM is because I have Citibank. I can't go in there without them. The dudes in there are, are Egyptian. Wait, was that Muhammad Salah? For, are you plugging your Citibank account? That's not okay. your business. You should start but, a credit um, union, buddy. It doesn't matter. But um, but the uh, right. but the dudes right. are, are Egyptian and Salah is Egyptian, and they flip out. I can't go in there every single time. They just start googling Muhammad Salah and holding up photos of him to like, <laughs> other customers and like putting it by my face, and it's 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 really stressful. Is there something you could do to change your like look or hair that that would stop happening? Yeah, if I cut my hair because I I've grown my hair out. That, I think that's what it is. Yeah, gotta cut your hair so that you can go to Seven Eleven. Start and, playing and soccer, not, maybe. Not be taunted by. Uh, and since we know nothing about soccer, I can neither verify uh, nor deny that that is the name of a soccer player. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna privately send you guys. Uh, a photo of Mohammed Salah in in the in the Instagram uh, whatever. He looks a lot like me for sure, especially with the way my hair is right now. But it's pretty annoying. All right, let's move on. Do you to- think that? Do you think that like David Blaine came over to Tom Brady's house for like all of like 
30 minutes or like 20 minutes. He came over, he like ate the glass and then he left. Or do you think they hung out after that? I mean, it looks like I, a dinner I party. Think, I, think you, I think you left right away. And I think furthermore, it confirms like a suspicion that I think we all have about what it would be like to be somebody like Tom Brady, which is uh-huh. that you just like you wake up one day and you can do literally anything you want in the world. Right. And you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I want David Blaine to come over and feed yeah. me glass. <laughs> and then, like, he does it, and then you're like, meh, it was cool. And then you do something else. Yeah, it was like, that was unsatisfying. But did, yeah. Where did the glass come from? Do we know? Like, Tom, Tom Brady, Brady had a great caption to the photo, uh, to the video of it. His, his caption, because Tom Brady is, like, you know, so, so interesting a person, was, when I tell you the man eats glass, I mean, all caps, the man eats glass. David Blaine, you did it this time. You hit the jackpot. Warning, kids, do not do this at home. He is a trained professional and a goat, meaning greatest of all time. And David Blaine's Instagram just says, great day shooting with Giselle, Tom Brady, and Luciano Huck. Uh, I'm going to do a quick fact check on that. I think when he says that he's a a trained professional and a goat, he means like literally a goat because goats can eat like tin cans (laughs) and wire and stuff. And I think that's what he's... A goat ate my rain jacket once. All right, we need more research on what he was talking about with the goat. Um, I don't your- think Tom Gr- Tom Brady is like clever enough to come up with <laughs> with that double entendre. But you know, I'm not going to ask about the rain jacket. Let's. What's your my, play of the week? My uh, I just want to say my ex uh, my ex uh, wife told told me once that she met David Blaine because she worked on the lot at Sony, and she was holding a, a box that had pizza in it, and she said hi to him, and he said hi, and then he held his hand over the box of pizza. And when he moved his hand, he had burned a hole into the box of pizza. And then he, like, walked away. I don't know if that's true, but... Did you divorce her right after that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> did, he, did, did he move his hand and, like, burned in the top of the pizza box? Was divorce Mikal? <laughs> like, Wait, you got, you got a divorce? No, to, to his other, to his I previous actually, spouse. Oh, yeah. I got I, I got some I forgot what it was called. It was Sorry, called I like uh, for a second. <laughs> you thought Mikel got divorced like today? Well, it would explain why. Uh, and by the way, uh, listeners, um, this is a Mikel heavy episode. Oh, this, we are really relying on Mikel to get us through this episode. And and so the fact that his infant is uh, is already... he's doing everything he can to stop me right now. Yeah, I'm gonna create timestamps because I, I yeah I think it's good for me to be a little bit of a taskmaster. How how many minutes are we into recording right now, Simon? We are 20 minutes into recording right now. Okay, so we'll go I'm for like, 40. All right, I'll I'm dedicated to like okay. to like really making this podcast go in the wrong direction right well, now. Right, you we know, have two, two more minutes for plays of the week. Agreed. I don't have uh, one. I don't have one. Okay, Mike. Oh, my play of the week this week is me because... Um, Wait, you can because, do that? Yeah, I think so. I've actually won play of the week before, too. I think in other weeks. Um, well, you're not going to win this one. Well, it doesn't feel that way, but um, so as we all know, I went to the uh, Phillies game, the opening home opener uh, yesterday, and uh, it was incredibly cold. It was um, like in the mid 40s, but they said with the wind, it was super windy. So they said with the wind chill, it was like 32. So I win play the week because actually me and my dad and my sister. We all wouldn't play the week because we watched the final like three innings. It was so cold. Everybody went home and we went to, we found this vestibule where they had a TV that was like, it was a little heated room. And so we huddled around a TV and watched the final two innings uh, on the TV. And then when the Phillies rallied, they almost came back and won. They lost seven, six, but uh, we wound up watching the final inning from like uh, five rows, 10 rows behind home plate because everybody else went home. Play ball. That is a pretty good. Yeah. So you really rallied for sports. We rallied for sports. Yeah, I mean, there were, I would say at the end, there were at most 2,000 people left in the whole stadium. Um, all right, so let's vote on plays of the week. We have Ben Wait. Simmons growing. Uh, we have my awesome play of the ball getting stuck to the catcher's uh, body plate. Uh, and then we have Mike yeah. um, drinking in public during, what David cold, Blaine? during cold weather. David Blaine eating glass. Yeah, all right. Out of Tom Brady's hand. I think I'm going to vote for... Let that be mine, because that'll be mine since I didn't have one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, so that's Um, Mikael's. I might actually vote... Well, no. Okay, yeah, I vote for Simons, I think, for the the catcher in the baseball. I think I'm going to vote for David Blaine eating glass. I'm going to vote for Ben Simmons. I'm going to vote for David Blaine eating glass. All right, so that's our play of the week. Uh, Wait, so Brit won? (laughs) Yeah, he won. Yes. Wow, well played, Mikael. That was really good. Thank you. Well, sports are about winning. Wow. Yeah, you never know. Um, so, super weaselly. I'm a little worried about yeah. this next segment um, because, again, well, it's all Mikhail for the rest of this episode. Well, 
Wait, 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 Simon. You wanted, You said we had some reader mail that you wanted to. Yeah, I did that while you were checking on your child. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, this, this is like. <laughs> yeah. This is okay. Let's 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 keep going. Let's keep going. All right, let's see what's next. What's on the outline, guys? Sports therapy for college players. Mikal, who is training to become a therapist, gives therapeutic advice. Uh, yes. For for all hypothetical right. players. So now all I know so far of. Mikhail, your uh, uh, ability to understand sports psychology is your song, Don't Drop the Ball. Don't Drop the Ball! Which is seemingly designed to drive any listener, uh, athlete or not, instantly insane. Which, um, with I was explaining, was written in the point of view of a player. Yes. So, like, that's but the no, exact type of player that I would want to help. I kind of disagree with that, Mikhail, because it, it, like, it shifts to second person. It's always in second person. And if you pass the ball to somebody, it better be a good pass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this coach is going to yell at you. The coach will yell at you in the locker room at halftime. In front of all of your teammates. The fans yeah. will hate you. It's not like that's it's going to yell at me. No. That's, that's how I talk. I feel to, like I call it's myself from the you of the in my head. It absolutely sounds like a sports therapist talking to a player and, and really uh, obsessively. No, like, and if you shoot a free throw, you better sink it. You better sink both of them, because if you don't... If you're going to pump yourself up in your head, don't you go like, you can do this, you can do this. You don't say, I can do this. Okay. Do you? Uh, no, all right, good point, good point. Uh, Are you talking about like the, like the Dirk Diggler final scene in the bathroom at the end of Boogie Nights? <laughs> yeah. Go home to your apartment. Your girlfriend broke up with you. And your parents, they won't even talk to you. Yeah. I can hear Baby Dash getting agitated, so I, I want to, you know, so let's move yeah. on. I, I, um, so Baby I wanna, Dash thinks it's definitely in, in the second person. This is your big moment. So I want right. to do this. So, so for this segment... Um, we're each, uh, or maybe just me, right, we'll see how long it goes. Um, we're going to say, so I'm going to say to you, Mikhail, hypothetically, yes. imagine yes. me, your good friend, Simon, I'm a college athlete. Uh, I'm okay. a football player. I'm going to say, I'm going to say I'm like, um, is wide receiver a thing? Yeah. Okay. I'm one of those. And I tore my ACL last season. Uh, I was out for the whole season. Uh, my team did okay. We didn't we didn't win anything big, but we you know we kind of hung in there. But I was out the whole season. Now I'm coming back. I've had surgery, um, but I'm having panic attacks before each practice, like where I get really short of breath, and okay. I feel physically solid, but I feel like also there's I just lost something. There's something missing from my gameplay. Uh, what would you say to me? Well, t I want to know more about the panic attacks. Like, what other symptoms other I, than short of breath are you getting? Um. I get kind of dizzy, um, you know, sometimes it feels like my heart's pounding really, really, like, way too loud, um, you know, and, uh, and my, are my, you, do you my only have them, cold. do you only have them right before the game, or when you, when do you have them exactly? I have them usually when I'm getting ready to go to practice, our season hasn't started yet, um, and, uh, sometimes I have them at night. Okay. Um, let me put my baby down on the floor. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> That's like the first thing they train you when you're. All right, we got about another minute for this. When you learn yeah, to be a therapist, I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm agreeing with Dave. Like, before you advise your patient, put your baby on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, guys, this is not. This is like going so terribly. All right. <laughs> this is okay. how we do it. Yeah, this is how we do it. I'm. I'm <laughs> Wait, you know, Mikkel, you do have the option of um, like, we can give you therapy first before oh, yeah. you give it to like. If you, as the therapist, are feeling overwhelmed because your personal and professional duties are conflicting, yeah, let's let's, can, let's right. yeah, let's Dave build and up I can help you with that. Dash is not going to remember anything you're doing right now, like like being on the floor for this podcast. He's not going to oh. resent you for this. It's true. Maybe. He gets really like he wants to touch everything. So I have I have the microphone, I have the laptop, and he wants to like touch everything, but I don't want him to touch it because. Well, I think I'm, I mean it's really hard to say, and I don't think a lot of podcasts have really. It, it, there's not much precedent for this, but I think a gurgling, playful baby is probably better for the podcast than a screaming, unhappy one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's not screaming unhappy, is he? Uh, I, it sounded like when he was on the floor, he might be getting a little upset. He was like, getting there because I, I, I gave him my laptop, my other laptop, but then I, I think he was going to bend it in half. Okay, 30 I, seconds on this segment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> here's Mikhail, my advice for you. My, here's my advice for you, Simon. Mm -hmm. um, you should 
schedule your panic attacks basically like when you're having a panic attack your body is releasing um, things that are stored and what you can do is you can anticipate that happening and you can schedule it for yourself um, and basically pick like uh, I don't know pick two times when it would be a good time for you like in the morning so or even before practice like you can make yourself have the panic attack before you go to practice um so huh so this the, is a real thing this is this is actual yeah i'm i'm yeah so the panic attacks are good and i should keep having them i just should have them at better they're not time. they're not good but like it, the way that you can deal with them how do i instead of make trying to make them go away is you can because um panic attack is like it's like uh trauma like you had some trauma right i guess so you know animals animals don't experience trauma like if you see two animals in the jungle fight and then one of them loses Uh then the fight's over the one that got injured or something you'll see they'll go to the side and they'll just like shiver and shake for like half an hour and then they're done they don't store the trauma and so you can basically do that you can schedule the time and in that time you just make yourself like have the panic attack, you cry, you shake, you do whatever, and then you go on. I feel like dogs and cats store trauma. Um, I think they do too, uh, but, but... Well, maybe not all. I mean, they're not in the wild. Maybe dogs and cats have been domesticated, so dogs mm. and cats are like humans where they, they, they do store it. They're a little soft. But there's a, yeah, they're, they, they, yeah, dogs and cats observe human trauma and like human neurosis all the time. Well, how do so, I... Right? So how do I induce these panic attacks to happen yeah. when I want them to happen? Yeah. Can and I induce one right now? I should have that's said... That's going to be for our next session. That's uh, what Mikkel's song is for. The that's song a, induces trauma. Well, that's not helpful at all. The panic attack. Oh, Can we make yeah. one of us have a panic attack right now? Well, if we played the song, yeah. <laughs> um, so I just want to... Yeah, so that wasn't... Okay, so you don't know how to... Prank. No, that would be for next session. I can't. I, I have another client coming, and I can't. Uh, oh, so if, we get, it's, if we get into that, it's a, it's a whole other thing. I can tell you, you how. To, I can tell you how to do it. All right. Well, we'll save it for next session because I, I get that like part of being a sports therapist is you know you got to get rich. Um, but, I hear. It. Um, I wanted to say really quickly that the hypothetical athlete that I w- was playing in that scenario um, was like very attractive, <laughs> um, like very square jawed, tall, yeah. uh, shredded. Yeah, because I. Just that might be part of your analysis too. His um, trauma right. successful with women. Felt. His trauma oh, is totally ripped. Is yeah. having a square jaw attractive? Uh, well, it could yes. be. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, having a weak, like, like, um, floppy, weak, sagging jaw is definitely not attractive. What about a, a pointy jaw? Could be attractive. Attractive. Yeah, yeah could be. Uh, all right. Well, that was a disaster. Um, that wasn't even like entertaining. I, no, I mean, it might have been entertaining. We'll, we never know. I mean, look, I like, literally the listeners weighed in and were like, you know. Be- I think the background stuff was entertaining, like the chaos. Like, how it felt very urgent. I think I actually did start to have a panic attack during that segment. It was kind of like a <laughs> punk song. It was, it was like a punk show. Like, it was like, you're not really paying attention necessarily to the content as much as to, like, the chaotic energy. All right, so let's let's double down on Mikhail's involvement. Oh, no. Uh, with Mikhail's <laughs> Animal Roundup, which we've allotted oh, 20 minutes. You, who created this? Yes. Who put 20 minutes on there? Well, I, it feels about Well, we right. only have like three other things. Two yeah. other things. Yeah, that's true. Um, we, well, we could talk yeah. about the Lakers trying to lose. I mean, um, I put four minutes per... The Lakers per won the other night, by the way. Yeah, but they tried to lose. By accident, yeah. yeah. <laughs> accidentally won. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, that's like, that's kind of a funny, uh, that's kind of a funny tale in and of itself is um, just desperately trying to lose a basketball game and you can't. Um <laughs> Because amazing, the other team is so bad. That's something we can talk about on our podcast, guys. Uh, no, we just did. So, uh, so what is this animal roundup? Um, well, there's a lot. Okay, well, well do you want to? We got six different points to talk about. Ever since learning about, yeah, I'm going to go so fast. So, you guys taught me about Randy Johnson, who, uh, by the way, in the last episode, I asked about a player. So, da 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 da. It was Randy Johnson. Like you guys had we mentioned, Randy Johnson. Oh, okay, yeah. so you guys tell me about how he threw that fastball and he, and that bird blew up into pieces, and I got kind of really obsessed with that. But I thought you um, and I had a private talk about this. We did, we did. And so I was going to do a segment where I talked about 10 other times that birds, suicidal birds were in, 
injured in different kinds of sports. Okay. But it, then um, I consulted with my uh, consultant, and he kind of advised me that that's not really maybe tasteful. Oh, I think it. Well, so like. And then well, I, didn't, so, I didn't phrase it that way. I said that it sounded oh. to me similar to a kid putting a, a hamster in a microwave and and uh, <laughs> well, that's and like horrible. It. Well, Mikhail's not actually killing birds to do the segment. I know, but he's getting his jollies off of birds exploding. Well, then what well, I said was that really what I got interested in was just the fact that other that this was like a common thing that happens in sports, like this really random, weird coincidence where two. You know, a, a moment in time where two things, like a tennis player hits a bird with a tennis ball, it's happened. I, I do like um, this rant, this idea of like a random collision of things that is catastrophic. Sure, and that's kind of more why I got fascinated. I wasn't like fascinated in it because birds were dying. Like I was fascinated <laughs> no, I in that. it because I got that. I was just trying to sensitize and, you to like the implications, the suffering well, you of did, gods. What you did was then you got me to say I was more interested in things that went on the court that shouldn't have been there. And then we said, yes. oh, that should be the segment. That, that I like quite a lot. Yeah. So in the honor of that, something that once went on a court was a dog uh, peeing on a basketball court. Um, and it was a seeing eye dog. That makes sense because I, I don't think you can otherwise bring dogs into NBA games, right? So how, but then it's like, how often do you think blind people go to NBA games? Oh. It just seems, mm. so anyway, well. it was, it, it was, you think often? I mean, like, I think every basketball game, they should uh, ask how many blind people are in the audience. Well, I wonder if, um, if you're a blind person and you go to see an NBA game, uh, I wonder if you like listen to it, uh, listen to like the broadcast or something on your headphones, um, or, or maybe you could just, just narrate oh, it to you. you yeah, actually, I think there is something like that for baseball. I think, yeah. Mike, do you know anything about that, Mike Love? I mean, you'll often see people um, like wearing headphones, and especially at a baseball game, sometimes at a football game. Um, so uh, there are definitely people that just like to hear the broadcast. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I would suggest that like the worst thing about basketball games now is just how much music and nonsense is going on during the game, like when you're in the, yeah. Yeah, in the actual. Yeah, it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah, I'd, yeah. Oh, I have another thing I want to say related to that, which is I don't know if you guys have noticed this um, in your like NBA League Pass experience, but it, I, I suspected this from that. And then when I went to the I went to one Sixers game this year, and it, it it confirmed my suspicion, which is that this is really fascinating. All the pregame music is like contemporary hip hop, and then all the in-game music is like 1990s hip hop. Mm-hmm. That that actually uh, corresponds with the uh, the women's. Yeah. Uh, NCAA game we went to actually is that right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I don't know what that's all about. I mean, I have ideas, which is that my my main idea is that it's because the pregame music is for the players and the in-game music is for like the dumb fans that mm. I, that are like largely like middle class white folks and who in my like, experience haven't really enjoyed a rap song since Naughty by Nature. Yeah. I mean, that's almost exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, they play, like, all the worst. The, they play, like, little in the middle, but she got much back. And then the DJ's like, who knows the words to this one? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. That right, did right. happen. And we did know the words. Yeah, um, we did. <laughs> right, you were like, we do. <laughs> so uh, in, in the outline, you, wrote, you write that you dreamed about Randy Johnson killing the bird uh, and that you subsequently made a painting of it? Is, is, uh, yeah. That's it true. Did. And then I, th- I threw a baseball through the painting. Is this, okay. Well, maybe we'll make that the image for this episode. Um, and then, can, then what does this have to do with the Cavs mascot Moondog, which is the next thing on the list? Oh, I love your pronunciation of the word after Cavs. Mascot? Oh, changed it. Okay. Did I, I thought it was pronounced Masco. <laughs> um, I thought it was pronounced just a little, Masho. Like, a little background into the outline is that like Mikel wrote, approximately like 1,000 words about animals in yeah. the rough draft of the outline. And I was just trying to give it some shape, and I noticed that most of them had to do with animals. So that's why I, I yeah. made this whole segment. Well, you gave it shape, oh. and, and it's great yeah. that Mikhail wrote this, uh, although he's now not, like, not responding to any of these ideas. And you gave it color. <laughs> you, guys, you guys keep, you guys, guys, I'm just facilitating a great conversation amongst you guys about, about sports and animals. But it's all about stuff that only you know about. Yeah. I know, but then you guys know about other stuff you so, add to it. That's so, Britt, are you not interested in doing number no, two I talk, on your animal? I wanna, I'm going to strike it through. Um, 
Well, yeah, I'm not going to do the the birds. I'm just going to say that other birds have died in sports. It's um, well, it's 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 part of sports, and we just have to accept it. Well, I don't want to stifle you. I just want to criticize you. So uh. <laughs> okay. Well, some of the other images was a NASCAR. A NASCAR uh, once drove into a bird and killed a bird. Okay. A really co- kind of cool one was a a horse race, and a flock of birds flew into the, 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 all the horses, and some of the horses fell down. And some of the, it was like a mess of horses and birds just like crashing bird, into each other. A bird strike. Wow, that's bad. That, that one was really crazy. <laughs> that's really bad. Um, Wait, did the, all, in, a, the, in the tennis one, did the bird die? Because, I mean, the tennis yeah, ball isn't... And, oh, oh, it did. Oh. No, it did. It did. And the, the player um, like actually kneeled before it and like did a, did a prayer over the bird, which well, I yeah. thought was pretty cool. Did the player win? Do we know? Uh, well, as far as I'm concerned, the player won, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the bird certainly didn't win. No, the bird did not win. So, um, there's also a play where this guy, uh, I forget what player it was, uh, wait, I'll tell you in a second, is a basketball player, and he, um, there's a bat that flies onto the court, and he slaps the bat down and kills it, and then the, Whoa. uh, PETA got really mad at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bats are, like, endangered. Here, oh, wait. It was um, a lot of bats are. Peter says not impressed by Bat Manu um, because it was it was the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, it was um, Manu Ginobili? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. A, wow, a bat wow. flew into the thing and he just like slapped it down, and um, Peter did not like that. I don't I don't blame Manu for that. Yeah, I feel like that's a little unfair to Manu. Yeah, like why was there a bat in the stadium? Manu's just trying to, like, not just get trying to make a living. By a bat. Bats are fucking scary. Yeah. If you ever had a bat flying around your head, like you will wave your hands. <laughs> oh right. no, I I dis- I mean, I I'm not. Peta does a lot of crazy things, like weirdly abduct people's pets and kill them, which is strange. Um, but I'm actually with Pete on this one. Uh, I've I've been in like Missouri, you know, when like there were bats out, and I've had bats. I actually had a bat land on me once. Uh, and kind of cling to my clothing, and I, I don't know. I like bats. But you write horror films for a living. That's true. And you wrote uh, a movie called Dead Birds. I did, which so. has now come to be a, a segment of my universally beloved sports podcast. Well, you know, <laughs> it's basically like that movie was like a kid putting a hamster in a microwave. So I find bats like <laughs> the hamster was my career. <laughs> like my theory about why. <laughs> Hold on, guys! My baby just hit his head. Wow. What in the world is going on in this episode? That's something you don't have to announce publicly or interrupt me to do. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. very rude. (laughs) Um, So I don't know how to continue because it's all, I mean, basically on his list of things that went on the court and should not have, uh, he has the Cavaliers mascot Moondog. Is that something that went on the court and should not have? Moondog should not be on that court. (laughs) I actually do feel that way. I, I hate, I hate. Hate Moondog. I don't hate Moondog. I don't know what Moondog is. Uh, well, Moondog is not... When you talk about Moondog, most people are not talking about the Cavaliers mascot. Oh. Yeah, what is, oh, is this? So, Dave, can you tell me what the race Are we the doing like an urban... I will if you get closer to your microphone. Oh, okay, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Um, yeah, no. Moondog... Uh, Moondog was this like super famous outsider um, composer... Uh, musician, um, poet, who was blind, and I think he might have been homeless, and uh, dressed like a Viking, and used to like walk up and down uh, the avenues in Manhattan, um, like busking and playing music and and selling his music, um, and uh, like people on the street had no idea that this guy was actually like in certain circles a well-respected musician and composer. Um, but he was, this, and he just presented this, himself this, as like. A, as is this like the a, guy that Jamie Foxx played, who had who was schizophrenic? <laughs> that was uh, you're thinking about Ray Charles, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't no, no, schizophrenic. He was fine. <laughs> was not schizophrenic. It's not, it not cool at all. Um, uh, no, uh, it's not either of those. Dave, yeah, please continue. <laughs> no, Moon Dog. Um, so wait, is the mascot named after this? Street no, the Moondog is named after a rock and roll disc jockey from Detroit named Moondog. What? So what does that have to do with the guy Dave just talked about? Wait, the Cavaliers are from Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, they are? Oh. 
Oh man, yeah. You also have it in your in your thing. You have yeah. something about being confused that a lot of Cavaliers live in Detroit and something. Yeah, why do all the Detroit. why do all the Cavaliers live in Detroit? Though? I don't know where you're getting your information from, man. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? What you think LeBron James lives in Detroit? Yeah. Nah. And Kevin not. Love? No, they live in Cleveland. That's where they play. Well, no. they probably don't live in Cleveland either. Well, LeBron's from Akron. I mean, he probably lives near there. I mean, wouldn't they have to live? fairly near cleveland well they all are going to own houses in yeah, the I mean, city that they play in yeah for sure yeah, but yeah. i bet none of them like some are in cleveland i bet you lebron has right. houses in miami and cleveland among other places right right, right i made the mistake i made the mistake of thinking that <laughs> moondog was from detroit what? okay not- so is Moon- moondog is from cleveland yeah 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 that's my my mistake i'll but- own that i'll own that i won't make excuses for that uh, right. um, well, uh, I I hate speaking of mascots, we hate as I struggle to get this segment in, into like some kind of shape or form. Uh, I really hate the Clippers uh, California Condor. It's like this awful, weird. First of all, California Condors themselves are like disgusting. They're the most awful birds. Um, I think we tried to make them extinct, and it was a good idea, but then we like felt guilty about it, so we brought them back. Um, Isn't that like the biggest bird in North America? Yeah, like the, and that these. Yeah, giant, I was gonna say that. Yeah, they have uh, bald heads, like these giant vultures, um, and the Clippers. Uh, and um, my producer pal Keith Calder tweets about his his how disturbed he is by this mascot fairly often. Um, but the Clippers mascot is is really annoying. I think I don't know. It's named like Chuck or something, and um, it's truly despicable. And it comes out and it taunts you for watching the games, and then it goes back to its lair. And it's not a fun mascot. It's it's really I hate it. I don't like any basketball mascots because I don't think mascots should be indoors. Like I don't mind baseball mascots because they're outside. Well, you guys know that my relationship with mascots is complicated because um my high school was the Hickman Cupies, uh, which, <laughs> were, which were which were naked babies. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, my high school. You had like a bunch of them. It wasn't just one mascot. Well, no, we had. Well, I think there might have been like two costumes but no it'd just be one naked baby um but it was a naked baby um was my high school mascot and all over my high school there are like drawings of like this like naked baby Hmm. um and uh yeah and so i actually feel like that was kind of good for me in terms of my brain just like embracing irony as its default um state (laughs) but um but yeah i mean i've always thought that mascots were like horrible and strange and but when i try to explain that like my high school mascot was cupies um, people always think I'm kidding, but no. And I actually uh, donated recently for them to redo its uh, uniform, um, and they made it even weirder. <laughs> uh, we've got about six more minutes for Mikhail's Animal Roundup, and I really have to go take a piss. I'll be All right, right back. Go. Uh, is Mikhail here? Uh, Brit? It's just uh, us. It's, it's just us, Simon. All right, just you guys for about a minute. All right. Wow. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I, I, I do like, I really like the idea of you like donating money to change your high school's team mascot in the way that um, like you are, you are the, the chance, the rapper of Columbia, Missouri. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> donate like all the money, I, but I donated, um, I think, I don't know. I think I donated like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks. Wait, something. and what, what does the baby wear? Nothing. It wears nothing. But what's the, what, what is the mascot I'm back. outfit? It's a guy in a naked baby costume. Um, but- is he wearing a diaper? No, he's naked. He doesn't have genitals, though. Okay. That's what I was worried about. Well, so in all the images, he has one leg kind of crossed in front of his groin. Um, so you can't see his groin. Um, huh. But then on the field, it's just a naked baby that doesn't have genitals. Wait, I have an idea for a game. Mikkel, are you still here? Yeah, I'm back. I, what do you, I just changed what do you, the diaper. What do you think we're talking about? You're talking about a... Uh, a man, a grown man who dresses like a naked baby and uh, advocates for uh, a particular sports team. Uh, well, it's, it's, a, it's a teenage boy dressing as a naked baby. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah so- well, because the mascots are all like students because um, high school. Yeah, so Mikkel, you got that wrong, and you're kicked off the podcast. Now. <laughs> I, 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 I already know I'm kicked off the podcast, guys. I already know that. You know. Um, so, by Mikhail- the way, the, the clip that I sent of the of the mascot being lowered down, but uh, yeah. did you guys understand that that person had had fainted inside their of their costume? I remember that from way back when. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It made me think of it when you were talking about the the old school hip hop music. So, like when that was happening, the DJ is like trying to hype up the crowd and like playing hip hop <laughs> right. music. And then this like 
that mascot just like <laughs> right. it's supposed to be like also hyping him up but just comes down like totally right. lifeless yeah they were playing rex in effect in the background <laughs> yeah 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 oh and really quickly the last thing about my high school mascot and why i was so uh emphatically happy to donate when uh, the design the design for the new costume went out is um for a while it only had three fingers um, like, Wait, your high school's basketball team was a naked baby with three fingers. Yeah, and and counting its thumb, um, so it looked it looked like kind of like a, a monster. Yeah, that's um, more like a claw. Yeah, it, it looked oh, yeah. really strange. Um, Mikhail, your next segment is how you don't support buying sports clothing for your pet cat or dog. Yeah, don't do it. Don't about do two it. minutes. Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Don't do it. Why not? <laughs> because it's stupid. Because. So your you, dog, dog, your dog and cat doesn't even know anything about sports. So you don't. Okay, that's kind do of not, like. Do not go to www.coolpetstuff.com backslash NBA. Help. Uh, so, can someone look into this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All the all the kind of illicit sponsorship we're all getting under the table is really yeah. Is Mikhail, up rhythm. Is he reverse plugging? Um, Just but, um, bring me in on the take, man. I okay, have no so problem you. With it. Just, so you didn't have anything interesting to say about that, Mikhail? You just greased my palms a little bit. I just all. thought it was really stupid. I don't know. It was. It's just you know, it's stupid capitalism. And you go to this website, and they're selling all this, like people that waste money buying their dog uh, a Dodgers sweater, is something that that's the type of thing that um, makes me upset about life. Well, and I mean, in a certain way, you can't know what team your pet truly loves. That's right. Um, so it's, it's hard to know where to draw the line with stupid pet stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I bought my cat a, uh, it's just like a collar with a tie. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> see, I was just about to say, whenever I see a cat wearing a, a necktie collar, I, I get really happy. Yeah, I think, because I don't feel like that's imposing my beliefs onto him. I no. like to pretend, no, well. I but it is. I mean, it you're imposing your beliefs about like the virtues of formality, right? Like, I think he <laughs> would, he would probably be cooler if he was a cat that like had an office job or was a lawyer or something. Whenever, That'd be so cool. Yeah. See, right. that's what I think of whenever I see one of those cats wearing a tie. I think of like being like, "Here's your public defender, Kitten Muskins, <laughs> Esquire," and you're like, "But he's a cat." And 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 I think of like how funny that would be if. if right. yeah. I uh, the only problem is the tie is orange and my cat's orange, and so. And and he has a white spot around his neck, and the neck collar is white. So I, when I put it on him, you can't really tell he's wearing it. <laughs> so. um, yeah, that is. Well, uh, yeah, maybe huh. So I just googled uh, black cat bow tie, and you could totally get a black bow tie for him. Yeah. Twelve bucks on uh, uh, baxterboo dot com. No tax. Uh, there you go. Free shipping. No tax. Do you have a uh, coupon Whoa. code? Coupon code? <laughs> yeah, make room for sports. Uh, type in make room for sports for a twenty percent discount. Baxter on, Boo uh, on cat bow ties. Yeah, Baxter think, Boo B O O. I think you can type in like make room for sports in any promo code line on any website. Any website, and you, and you can get twenty percent off of black bow ties for cats. And you'll help us <laughs> yeah. get paid. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, whatever you were going to buy, it turns into a black bow tie for a cat. Yeah, like if you spend like three hundred dollars on a Nintendo Switch, you will receive a black bow tie for a cat. But you'll you'll spend. 20% less than the Switch would have oh, normally cost. I have an error in correction. Oh. You should not buy the black bow tie on Baxter Boo. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. You uh, should uh, buy oh, it. Breaking you news. Sh- you should buy it on windycitynovelties.com. Oh, much better. Where you can get it for $2.35. Oh, wow. Baxter Boo also sells shirts that say Drama Queen for a dog. Like, I'm not supporting that website. Are we really? <laughs> no, yeah. we're dark on Baxter That's Boo. It's like you're essentially just like gaslighting your dog at that point. <laughs> Simon, do um, you think that we're not doing a good job talking about sports right now? This segment's over. I, oh, I had something. I had something sports related that's legit. Uh, we were talking about for a while now. Like, can the MV, can the can the MVP not be on like the championship team? Yes, and I, there's the, one. The, the MVP is chosen before the, the championships. Okay. Oh, but wasn't that the thing? Like how like uh, our friend Russ like won't be part of it is that his team isn't winning well it's kind of similar to your your pet kitsch issue uh. where it's hard to know where to draw the line so right. it's not that the mvp has to be on the championship team because you can't even know who the championship team is going to be uh when the mvp is chosen it's just like how good right. does the team have to be um for an mvp to qualify because right in, in major league baseball there's a guy i read about bobby richardson who won the world series mvp in 1960 hitting 
uh, average of 367 with 12 RBIs, but he was on the losing team. Mm-hmm. That happens but yet, sometimes. But he, yet he won the World Series MVP. So I, I feel like two years ago when um, the Golden State Warriors beat the Cavaliers, there was an argument. People thought that LeBron was the actual MVP of that series because actually Steph, uh, Steph Curry did not perform that well uh, mm. when the Warriors actually won the championship. So huh. it can happen. Um, but that, that MVP is different than the regular season MVP. Right. That's a different thing. Like winning the World Series MVP or the uh, the NBA Championship MVP is not the regular season MVP. The regular season MVP is the more prestigious award. We're at about fifty minutes. <laughs> um, do we? I mean, is this an episode? Do we? Do we want to? Do we have anything else to say? I was going to talk about like um, you fact know, gauntlet. Yeah, who's who's doing the fact gauntlet? Uh, I think I'm ready for it. All right, let's do it. Um, I compiled some. I compiled some baseball facts that all will help us confront um, how long and possibly incredibly boring baseball season might be. So these are just a bunch of facts about the longest blank in baseball. Okay. Ah. Uh, longest losing streak in baseball history: 61, 1961 Phillies, uh, America's team. They lost twenty three games in a row. <laughs> all right. Uh, that doesn't seem uh, like that many. Twenty three really? games in a row is like a month of baseball. Oh, okay. Like all they yeah, did is lose. 23 times they went out on the field and 23, lost. Yeah, 23 times. That's a lot, yeah. Although, I mean, did uh, an NBA team just lose like 31 games in a row? I was going like, to say, like, I feel like season? NBA teams have done that, yeah. Was um, it the Sixers? Didn't the Sixers lose like 30? The Sixers have probably lost, lost close to that. Yeah, but that's the Sixers are like a different category. of You can't really compare them to anything else on earth. Uh, in, t- in 2014, the Philadelphia 76ers lost 28 straight games. Spent, yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, I guess that's why I was asking because it seemed the whole idea is that in baseball they play a lot more games, so I figured they would have a, lo- a bigger losing streak. But also, like I in baseball, like- you play almost every day, so like it's so depressing to like uh, imagine if like Mikel, if you went to work for a whole month and every day and I lost, did, did the opposite of what your goal was. <laughs> well, in basketball, also a twenty-eight uh, game losing streak is probably like over two months of losing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I want to yeah. say also that the 76ers when they when they lost 28 straight games in 2014, they were breaking their own record from the previous season where they lost 26 <laughs> games in a row. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. All right, so uh the longest rain delay in uh Major League Baseball history in 1990 in a game between the White Sox and the Rangers, um there was a 7-hour 23-minute rain delay before it was even and then they finally canceled the game. What? Um <laughs> So like that's a that's a long time. Uh, the longest game. Does, wait, does that of, does that happen like in the middle of the game? Yeah, yeah. So like it could just start why raining. They, fourth inning. Why would yeah. they do? Why would they wait seven hours? You know, I don't the rain might have stopped. Yeah, I feel maybe. like in a few years they're going to be talking about what's the longest segment ever on Make Room for Sports. <laughs> and was, I feel like uh, it's definitely going to be the Gatorade High Five Hot Five yeah. from uh, like seven oh five or seven oh six. I think it's longest, our place of the week, but. Longest game ever in 1984. Also, the White Sox against the Brewers this time. They played 25 innings. Uh, the, the game lasted eight hours and six minutes. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Um, the funny thing then, is, though, that that's, like, that's like below average for a cricket game. Like Cricket games can last like right, days. Really? Yeah. Right. Last and, days. Uh, this Could game, they actually did. They, like, they took a break and went home and came back the next day, sort of like in cricket. That's um, like every cricket game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, it's not continuous, I see. No. Uh, and then uh, final category is the, I was interested in the longest like single at bat. So like the longest it took one hitter oh, that's great. and one pitcher. Um, and I found a lot of really interesting stuff. So in 2012, uh, Miguel Cabrera of the Tigers had a nine minute at bat, which is that's so pretty long. long. Does it say how many pitches? Uh, what was going on well, for those nine This minutes? one isn't about pitches. This one is because he got into an argument about um, like where the grounds crew had drawn the batter's box. And so they had to call the grounds crew out to re-chalk the batter's box. Um, that's why so baseball was, is so exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, so that's the longest that I could find by minutes. But then the longest, the most number of pitches thrown yeah. in one of that is in 1988. And I'm really happy about this because it involves my favorite baseball player Bartolo Colon and I'll say more about him in a minute he threw 20 pitches uh, to Ricky Gutierrez uh, who fouled off 13 pitches in a row and then finally struck out on the 20th pitch Uh, fact check okay Um, well that's impressive while you were talking about that I got really excited about the idea of really long at bats 
And uh, so uh, it's just on reference.com. What is the record for most foul balls in one at-bat? While there are no official records kept for most foul balls, the player believed to be the foul ball king is Roy Thomas, who fouled 24 times in one appearance at the plate and may have racked up 27 foul balls on another occasion. Thomas played from 1899 to 1911. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they started keeping pitch counts until maybe that, like, well, yeah, they they didn't start counting pitches until way later in baseball, so that would explain it. That's one of the cool things about baseball. Like, the history goes so back so far, you can find some really weird, like, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Bartolo Colon, you guys are going to love him. Um, He is now, I think he's 43 this year. Um, so he's the oldest player in Major League Baseball. His official weight, they list him at 285 pounds, but pretty, <laughs> much, every, pretty much everyone thinks he weighs at least 300 pounds. Um, he's a, he's uh-huh. a pitcher. He's played for lots of teams. He's on the Braves now. Um, and then the best fact about Bartolo Colon is that he grew up, uh, he's uh, Dominican. He grew up with a pet donkey named Poncho. Um, so there's like lots of great think pieces about uh, Bartolo and his donkey. Huh. So I guess nice. baseball is America's pastime simply because of how long it's been around, right? Um, yeah. Like it was originally yes. played with, um, instead of bats, rifles, and the ball was a live turtle. <laughs> right. Um, right. And that was, that, that was actually that way until like the 1960s. Yeah. Um, when, uh, when again, PETA stepped in and was like, this is cruel. Let's use balls. In the oh. mid, uh, uh, can I throw facts in here, guys? Yeah, let's hear it. In the mid-1800s, you could actually like get a player out just by throwing the ball directly at them. <laughs> and hurting um, them? Yeah, it was called patching. It was it was supposed to be a very important and masculine part of the game, but then it, um, the players didn't like it, so they changed it. <laughs> really? That's great. Yeah. I who did like it? Like, who liked it initially? I guess the fans. The, the fans, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, the fans was, liked it. I was expecting Bartolo Colon to, to look heavier than, than he looks, but uh, but then I found a pretty awesome image of uh, of Bartolo Colon and someone did, did a Photoshop job. I don't know if you remember the you probably remember the uh, the Kim Kardashian um, like photo spread that she did a few years ago for some European magazine where she's just totally naked and you you, you mm. know you see her from behind or whatever with the black gloves. How mm-hmm. could you yep. forget? Yeah, she so, broke the internet. Uh, if yeah, I when she broke the internet. So I just I just sent you dudes a link to um, someone Photoshop. <laughs> someone photoshopped like they put her sideways, like the picture of her um, naked from behind, and they lined up her butt with Bartolo Colon's chin, and it's 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 pretty awesome. If you just <laughs> do, do a Google image on Bartolo Colon, it, it's it's one of the early. Uh, I feel early. like are you trying to bait me into talking about Manny Ramirez, Mike? Mike. Me? What? Oh, no. <laughs> I was liking oh, okay. that everyone was just going to go totally silent. Um, <laughs> I know, that was nice. That was nice. Well, no one, there was no way for us to know who Mikel was speaking to. Um, yeah, I just thought Mikel was talking to himself. That's really, yeah. see, again, it's happening again. What's happening again? Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> like where this is going. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> where was it going? Isn't there, like... A- <laughs> So what's next on the list here? Um, I think we might be done. I think, yeah. I think we might be Please. finished. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I want to talk, maybe next week, I want to talk about uh, fat baseball players. Um, yeah. Just as like a phenomenon. Um, John because Crook. Wasn't there one? I can't remember. I, I don't know. This John this, Crook. Was he a Philly? He was a Philly. Yeah, John Crook. He was pretty yep. big, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was. He was. Yeah. He's now in the Phillies broadcast booth this year. He just started, um, yeah. Yeah, he's a fun guy. Didn't Johnny he? Bench could hold seven baseballs in one hand, by the way. What? Who's oh, that? What? Who is that? Johnny he Bench. Was a, he was a famous catcher. Very famous, yeah. All right, well, thanks for listening. <laughs> we delivered another bit of a superb sports podcasting this week. Um, I think this is our best episode ever. It's it's a strong one, yeah. It's it's on, it's on in the certainly in the... I don't know. Like the so, top. is this going to be my last episode? You think? Uh, for a while, yeah, probably. <laughs> I like yeah. how our final segment is us like reflecting on whether or not we just had a decent episode. <laughs> Should be part of the outline. Isn't there a fat guy in the Red Sox? Sid Fernandez. I was trying to think of his name. <laughs> Number fifty from the Mets. He is a pretty big dude from the eighties. Hmm. He was on the championship Mets. He was huge. Oh, Bartolo Colon hit his first home run at age forty-two, which is amazing. Whoa! He had He's never hit playing. a home run. Yeah, wow. so, yeah, he's still, he's playing this year for the Braves. 
And is he 42 now? Is that this He's year? He's 43 now. He hit a home run last year. Wow. Uh-oh. I was thinking of Pablo Sandoval. Uh, yeah. He's yeah, pretty, he's, he's, he's a rotund fellow. Yeah, and, and, and there's, there's, I guess, some controversy about them like trying to get him to lose weight, and um, he, he, he doesn't apparently respond well to that. Well, who's that one baseball <laughs> the baseball coach for Weight Watchers? Uh, Tommy Lasorda. Tommy, Tommy Lasorda. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that's that's the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Really entertaining. It doesn't matter. Cause physical exertion. That's not your business. Everyone's feeling good. I knew I was missing a great sporting event. Flammo! Flammo! Flammo!